spooky. Oh, happy Halloween, you guys, by the way. Happy Halloween. I didn't say happy Halloween to you guys. Ray, what was your Halloween costume? I Okay, so I was going to be Kathy and Jimmy from Hocus Pocus, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> were you going to be Kathy and Jimmy, or were you going to be Kathy and Jimmy's character in Hocus Pocus? No, I was yeah, going to be Kathy and Jimmy out. from Hocus Pocus. Okay, like from specifically. Set. That character wasn't yeah. in Hocus Pocus, so sorry. <laughs> oh my god. But I just can't carry that energy at all. It's too big, too powerful, too, too witchy. Too big for you. That's that is crazy. not a good excuse for not wearing that costume. Yeah, I agree. I, I guess you're right. There's always next year, right? No. What what what's your <laughs> costume, Terrence? I'm a vampire because I spent uh, I spent seventy five. You've done vampire like every other me. year. I spent seventy five bucks on vampire fangs last year. By the way, you did. I'm gonna be a vampire for a few more years. Just yeah. saying. I mean, it's a good look for you. Thank you. Twilight's come and pass. Get over yourself. There were there was one black vampire in Twilight. Get over yourself. I didn't watch or read Twilight, Joe. Oh, Why are we talking about Twilight? <laughs> Who is your Halloween essence? The Goblin King. Is David Bowie. Is Jareth. All three and above. Wait, um, wait, where do you do that? wait, you were all three? Well, yeah. At the same time. But I, and okay. so here's why. It's because last year would have been too soon to, to do my, my tribute to Bowie. This year is the good time to do a, a Bowie tribute. Oh my god. What, the, <laughs> what did I fucking say that sounded like Siri? Bowie tribute. <laughs> You're not even no. under the blanket, Siri. Go home. <laughs> but gosh. Uh. We just get into it, right? God, I never know how to do this. I mean, I you feel just like... say it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Welcome to Overwish. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, one and all, listeners, new and old, and uh, young and beautiful. Revitalized. <laughs> and all of you are beautiful, so we're not even going to go with anything else. Thank you for joining us. This is Overwish. It is a gaming podcast where your three best friends catch you up on Overwatch and then talk about some other video game um but to start off there isn't really a whole lot going on in overwatch this week so and i'm terrence johnson (laughs) fuck me dad (laughs) (laughs) um there's not a whole lot um let me let me just reel it back i'm your best friend i'm terrence johnson i'm ray geroso and, and it's spooky time. And we are your three best friends, and it is spooky time. But apparently Overwatch got so scared by its big update that they didn't really do anything else for a little while. So instead, we're going to tell you about our spooky news as a podcast. Um, and it's spooky. Be- I'll explain that. It's going to come back around. Don't <laughs> worry. I can't wait okay. to hear it. I can't okay. wait to hear it. <laughs> um, we are now members of... Lunar Light Studio, which is Woo! our new podcast family. We've been adopted. We've been adopted by our new family members. Um, 
It's a very, very excellent podcast network. It's been it was pioneered by Lily Blue and Haley Rose, who are the podcast queens of the universe. I'm pretty sure that's I'm not exaggerating. It it says here in my my directory that that is true. Yeah, that's that's what I heard at least. I don't know. Um, so and then them as well as Ross Gerson, who did almost all of the artwork, uh, a ton of the artwork for all of the websites and uh, their shows. And um, Lily and Haley are the Good Boys Girls from their podcast, The Good Boys Girls. And that podcast is a fan <laughs> cast of all of the McElroy content, which, if you're not familiar with it, has been a big inspiration for us, uh, for myself, and for this show. So we're really excited to be part of this network. They're really incredible. Um, what do you? What are your guys' gut <laughs> gut reactions? Like, what are, what are your hot takes about <laughs> Lunar Light Studio? Thanks for shutting up, Joe. Um, I really like this network because this network is dedicated to making a lot of space for voices that aren't usually heard in the podcasting media. So uh, they, they're focused on including voices for women, people of color, uh, other minorities like the LGBT community. And I'm really a big fan of that. So I'm very excited. I just want to say that not only when we first got to meet with them and their graces <laughs> and their Gracie, which is so great. Gracie is a character from <laughs> Animal Crossing. Sure. I need you to rethink we'll your life. We'll get into that. We'll get into her. Don't, don't even worry about it. But um, I, I could barely contain my excitement. Uh, it's a huge honor being uh, seen as something, you know, not just what we see it as which is yeah. us <laughs> laughing about dumb stuff all the time but <laughs> also you know getting compliments and uh getting uh, a, a take on what we do so i really appreciate it and just hearing the fact that they wanted us to be a part of their studio makes me feel like on top of the world i think i had to literally put my hands in my mouth while they were talking to us <laughs> And it, it's going to be quite the journey for us. I, I think it's a good start. Uh, I think it's an awesome starting point. And uh, I really, really, really can't wait to see what happens. So Yeah, me too. This is, I mean, they, they this thing just got off the ground and uh, we just started season two kind of like at the same time. So it was really kind of uh, perfect. Uh, the planets aligned and um, we, were, we were really stoked to be part of it. And also... If y'all listening have a podcast and you think you'd be a good fit, let them know. Um, there's going to be more information, like the website and everything, in the show notes. But um, check it out. Seriously, all of the shows on the network are fantastic. And mm-hmm. um, they're all fun. And they're all really genuine and friendly yeah. people. So I never thought... I'd, I'd, they definitely aren't as scary as I thought they would be. And <laughs> the other podcasters that we got to meet are seem to all be on the same level of just genuine kindness so i'm I'm, yeah. I'm just so excited i don't know what other word to use yeah. so yeah so with that being our, our big news um overwatch has the opposite of big news they have very little news they have little old they have little olds <laughs> what? That's my let's don't let's move let's on not. um so um, the only thing of note to my knowledge in Overwatch is the inclusion of competitive team deathmatch mm-hmm. um, in the arcade, which is very exciting because all of us here at Overwatch love team deathmatch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's probably my favorite game mode. Now that I'm sorry, mystery. 
It might be my favorite <laughs> game mode. Don't tell don't tell my friends. And also at by the time this podcast come out, Halloween will be over. So um if you didn't get those awesome beautiful skins, you will have to wait an entire year. But don't worry, when they give you uh their their free uh Halloween loot box, you'll get a skin from <laughs> maybe last year actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so enjoy that. <laughs> Uh, shoot, I still have to go in there and buy <laughs> my skins. Yeah, oh, you better hurry. Uh, I can't remember if I did or not. I've been so tired and out of it. Anyway, um, <laughs> the other big thing that's going on in the Overwatch world right now is that the Overwatch World Cup um, is is coming up. It's starting this weekend, actually, the day that this episode is released. Um, mm-hmm. And so... Basically, it is, it's kind of like the Olympics, but for Overwatch esports. Now, if you've never watched esports or professional Overwatch, it's, it's more accessible than you might think. Um, I was not really interested in it at first, but um, some of my friends got really into it, and then I got really into it. And it's just really fun to sit down and watch really good people play the game and it's really fun to sit down with your friends like on a couch and watch it like i never knew why people were into sports until i started watching professional overwatch (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so even if you guys aren't really into overwatch and you just want to figure out what it was what it is or or, you know uh maybe maybe this is your first look uh why don't you just give it a shot you'll you'll find out why everybody is so crazy about this absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic game yeah yeah, it's a really it's a really good look at like how cool it can get, and it might be kind of hard to follow if you're less familiar with the game, but like you'll still you'll see what's going on. Yeah, uh, you can, you can watch that on Twitch, or you know you can find all the information at Blizzard's website. You can just search Overwatch World Cup, and you'll you'll get it. But the other cool part that's um, kind of a little bit more subtle that's coming out with this is that Blizzard has been working on the Overwatch World Cup viewer, which is there. It's in beta, or it's going to be in beta right now during the World Cup, but what it's going to turn into, I think, is basically a theater mode in the game so where you can replay any game that you've played with free camera. Oh, what? And you can, yeah, you can like slow That's, down like frame by frame crazy. plays. That's so you really can exciting. Use it to, to improve your own gameplay, which is going to be so cool. Um, but yeah, I feel I'm, like I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so for the tryhards, you get to um, not only brag about those awesome play of the games, but you can like show your friends that game mode in a cinematic format and pretend it's professionals and then you can say yep that's <laughs> me right there you yeah say, all you, you have to do is like it yourself yeah exactly. it'll be it'll hey, be, I, i'm excited for it i'm excited if you need any it. casters hit me up at me if you need any blasters hit me up i got all the hot uh what's another Blast term for blasters the bla- bla- blasty boys oh no my alarm's going off all right, let me turn that off really quickly. I'm super sorry. Rats. <laughs> I've, you've, been, you've given me so much time to think of something else that rhymes with casters and blasters. I just <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't do, do it, it either. <laughs> I couldn't do it either. Um, uh, wait, it's... It's last... Ma- last. Masters. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> Too bad I'm a dummy. Oh. Yeah, that's World Cup. That's World Cup. Um... Next, we will talk about... Nope, that's a bad transition. So, yeah. <laughs> and next up in my presentation, I will speak in about the thing I that will... I am going to talk about. 
So, um, so yeah, that's all the news on the World Cup and, and pretty much everything in the Overwatch world right now. But we also tried some silly stuff in Overwatch, as we usually do, with our challenge, our weekly or bi-weekly challenges. Um, and this one was Girls' Night. Terrence, do you want right. to tell us a little bit more about Girls' Night? Well, during the Halloween season... For Junk and Science Revenge, uh, new characters got added to the game mode. We decided to take this time to see what kind of changes they bring. So we were going to play as Brigitte uh, or Tracer in Junk and Science Revenge. Uh, it was they're new. They're the new additions this yeah, year. They're yeah, added to the last games. the last two years they were not playable. But regardless of that, how did the challenge go, you guys? Girls' night, great idea, love it. Execution bad. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I it was not a fun girls' night. No, it was not fun. <laughs> no, I will say that. Yeah, Brig and Tracer both are not fun. They're they're close range characters, and like the the whole point is that in Junkenstein's Revenge is that you kind of hold one central point, and then there are three major lanes where enemies come from. And so if you're like at the doorway and you take out everyone that comes to the doorway, then you have to wait thirty seconds while right. the other lanes are getting flooded. Not yeah, to mention yeah, that yeah. Brig doesn't do shit for damage, which yeah, really sucks. Yeah, but her rally is useful for the for multi-boss yes. fights in endless mode. I yeah, her healing that. and her rally is really really useful, and her whip shot is fun to use. But, but like, playing it's really good her f- is f- boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good way to practice whip shot, honestly. But like playing that event oh, as her yeah. just fucking sucks. Hey, there was a game where I played Brig. This was before the challenge. I made my own challenge where I would whip shot every junk tire that came in <laughs> and that was fun. Oh, that was see, really fun. I kind of did the same thing, only I missed everyone. Mm, oh, really get on my level. <laughs> Please. I'm trying to be nice. How'd you do as Brig, Terrence? Uh, first off, like everyone said, it, it was not... the In Jungle Science Revenge, it's boring. Brig is a lot more usable, in my opinion, than Tracer in Junk and Size Revenge. But Brigida, I never realized how little damage she does until today. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, I guess, is when I did it. But um, she just, yeah, it's just, I, I, it doesn't feel good. I mean, you can kill people if you if there's a purple orb, you're doing, like, normal amount of damage. Like, a reasonable <laughs> amount. That's still, like, three hits to kill it. And it's like, ah, that's yeah. rough. It but, just feels like you're taking so much time and energy just to kill one yeah. Zomnik mm-hmm. with Tracer. But that's nothing like Tracer. Yeah, but Brigida is nothing like Tracer. If you're not getting all headshots, you won't kill a single one. But your bombs do an effective amount of damage to yeah. the bosses, so I will say that. I, w- I had the opposite reaction. I-, I thought that Tracer was a lot more fun than Brick. They're both terrible. I don't yeah. like playing as either <laughs> of them. But I thought that Tracer was still a lot more fun than Brig, um, just because... You know, if you it if you getting the headshots is satisfying. It doesn't matter how easy it is to hit the targets. It, it it is satisfying, but it still felt like garbage because if you missed a little bit, like you're not one clipping them, and then you have <laughs> that's to half your clip. Spend <laughs> half the clip to finish them off, basically. Yeah. Don't forget you can punch. Yeah, but like that is also time. You know, yeah. like that's the whole yeah, thing yeah. with Tracer, and especially with Junket Signs Revenge is like how quickly can you can you kill them so you can get to the next ones. Her pulse bomb came back so fast, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, it, I just was like, I was like, how come I'm not playing McCree? Exactly. It feels very similar to playing McCree, but McCree is just so much more damaged, so much more consistent. And I also don't like in that game mode that she's, like, the only character that feels like you're you're, you're going to die soon. 
Like you might die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. didn't like you that have at a all. permanent Xenorb on you, and yeah. even then, it still felt like I was gonna die mm-hmm. a lot. She does not have much health at all. But I mean, overall, I'm glad I did it. It it, it opened my eyes a little bit more to what kind of damage their output is because Tracer mm-hmm. doesn't really do much damage at all unless you're getting headshots. Ray, what was your? How did you feel about playing Tracer? <sighs> she was there. <laughs> I really didn't have fun with either of these characters, and I like them both in the regular mode. Me too, Brig especially, especially Brig. But it, she just didn't feel like she was adding enough. Yeah. To any, 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 there wasn't any substantial damage that she was adding from from the games that I played with her. Yeah. And I don't know. It just, I felt like I was either running around frantically or just standing around a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was either one or the other and yep. never a good mix. Yeah. Totally agree. Um so I do want to move on to the, the our review this week, but first I do got to tell you guys it's getting real warm under here. <laughs> it's getting real, real warm and I think I'm going to melt. Wait, I need well, to hear the Reinhardt uh uh voice line. Uh It's uh, getting warm uh, in here and I'm going to <laughs> melt. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, one? that that's it. He's uh, like which line? Getting cooked alive out here. Oh, oh. alive! <laughs> yeah. It's spooky time, and I'm a cowboy in the spooky west. <laughs> spook, spook. I meant to say boo, but I said spook. <laughs> nope. Did nope, either of you guys have like noticed while you were playing this game, like? Jo- Kat- Jocelyn and and Kat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Take a yes. second pass for me. Jocelyn no, One more. My roommates uh, were watching me play this <laughs> game a lot, um, and when I would talk to them about it, I would I would talk like a cowboy. <laughs> I would be like, "Oh, I, oh, he's he's." I, I can't even do it right now because I'm not playing. But <laughs> I said "partner" and "yup" a lot yep. to myself. To myself. In the room. Oh, he's not going cat, anywhere. Actually. Yeah, I can't relate. But I wish I could, you know. <laughs> oh, that's, that's uh, something. We're talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 right now. Uh, it came out um, October 26, 2018. So, so a week ago. Last, a week ago, if you're listening to this when it comes out. Uh, it's a $60 game. Full price for, for those those games. Uh, I don't know. what Are they AAA titles? Like Whatever. It's a big it's game. A, it's the standard game price. <laughs> that that yeah. big boy. Yeah, nothing means anything. It's on the PS4 and the <laughs> Xbox One right now. Um, and it doesn't have co-op support yet, um, but their their beta is starting in November. So unfortunately, we're not going to be able to speak about that yet because we were really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, but that's coming out soon. I'm sure it's going to be... Also, it is the third Red Dead game to be yes. created. And I think it is the prequel to Red Dead Redemption, the first one. It is. It is. Okay, yes. It cool. takes place like a dozen years before the first one. Or it, it takes place again about a dozen years before the first Red Dead Redemption, which is the second game. And McCree's in the game! Yeah, he is. One of, somewhere. Like, he's he's there. He's just, <laughs> I haven't met him yet. I just have <laughs> Wait, wait, did... Okay, follow me real quick. Mccree, I don't... What's his first name? Jesse. Right? Oh, it J- is Jesse. Right, it's Jesse. Jesse. Okay, Jesse McCree. Um, his dead eye powers come from Arthur Morgan. 
Yeah. Do they? Okay. Well, also, also John Marston had it in the first game, so it's a lineage. But they're not related. <laughs> they're related by cowboy blood. Oh so... yeah, no, you're right about that. I am a oh. fool. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we're back on track. So we're back on track. Game. Okay, so we're, if you couldn't tell, excited to talk about this game. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. But before we get into it, we do want to mention. Um, kind of something that's been going around, and it's the issue of crunch. And um, just off the top, we're not the smartest people on the internet, <laughs> and there are a lot of other people that have already written about this and talked about this in a lot of smart ways because it's a huge issue um, in the video games community right now. But what is it? Basically, um, it's this idea that there is there there's a ton of pressure on the creators, on the programmers and designers of video games put put in from the companies um, when it comes when it comes close to time to release the games. And some of these companies are in this crunch time for months. Um, and it, it doesn't sound that bad like on paper because of course you're gonna like try to work a little bit harder. You might have to put in a little bit more time as the deadline is approaching. But the thing is that People were in situations where they felt like overtime was mandatory. They were working, there were some reports of them working 70 hour work weeks. There were some reports of them working 100 hour work weeks. Um, or actually, right. that was that was, the 100 hour thing was like a one off comment that was taken out of context, but it was still in bad taste. Right. Um, so there's a ton of like reactionary stuff about it, and there are a ton of like, um, the employees coming back and saying, oh, well, it's really not all that bad, at least in this case uh, yeah. for Red Dead Redemption 2. But, you know, also those employees don't want to put their jobs on the line, especially since they're in really desirable positions. So it it can be easy, you know, to dismiss it when they they need to cover up exactly how bad it is in order to keep their dream job, which right. is something worth noting. Um, and it's po- very possible that there is a real human cost um, more than any anything else when it comes to buying and supporting this game and supporting the status quo. We still bought it and played it, and I had a good time with it. Right. But, you know, I, it's worth bringing be, up at least. Be aware. Be aware, yeah. I, I also want to add to that, like, uh, I don't feel comfortable saying that I know for a fact that they are, you know... Uh, unfair every i do understand i'm not i'm not downplaying it by any means but you do understand like some jobs do need you to work a little more i'm not saying that 70 hours or 100 hours is because that i mean that's against the law or mandatory overtime yeah exactly none of that is okay but yeah uh i i want to bring up real quick because you're both touching on it um it a lot of the evidence is anecdotal and without proper investigations uh, not just to Rockstar or anything, but you know of possible crunch issues in any uh, any company. It's mm-hmm. it it has to be a proper investigation yeah. to see what's actually going on, and not just you know people's words. But it's also important to keep that in mind. So just being aware that crunch happens and that it exists, and that if you do, if we do happen to find out that a company is uh, is um not doing what they need to do for their employees that make these awesome games we should do our best to make sure we aren't enabling that or supporting that in any way yeah it's it's a big it's a big reflection on consumerism and making sure that you're informed on your 
your buying choices. Absolutely. And I mean, there is no ethical consumption in late stage capitalism. So whatever, right? right? (laughs) Just kidding. That's not an excuse. Uh, and now we're back to Cowboys Bang Bang Shooty Boys Horses. <laughs> yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2 is, uh, how do you, it's like a. Yep. Man, there it is, Terrence. You, you did it. it. You uh, yeah. Cowboy Boys. For you guys, for the, for the <laughs> listeners. Um, Red Dead Redemption Gardner. 2 is a, um, is a story of a guy named Arthur Morgan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um. Who cried a river and drowned the whole world. <laughs> yes <laughs> and this game so i'm not that far into it but what i'm getting from this game is that first off not only are they trying to make it as realistic as possible you can feel it in every aspect of the game mm-hmm. that they are doing just way more uh, and I'll, I'll almost put it this way they're doing way more than they need to on every single detail in the game mm-hmm. do you think i would be concerned <laughs> if the footsteps disappeared or the can of corn you eat disappeared like i don't care about those things but if you play that game, you start to notice these little things that they do care about, and it makes it immensely more immersive. Yeah, immersive is a good word. Like, this game, at first, does not feel good to play yeah. at all. It's Everything is slow. Everything is physical, which is a cool touch at first, but it's also, like, really annoying. Yes, um, especially like, in the early parts of the game where you're like, just let me get to the fun part i mean the control mapping fucking sucks it just does it's it sucks <laughs> it's bad I th- but i think that's you... an attempt to make it feel more lifelike because i yeah. think you're right. one thing that they're definitely trying to avoid is you being able to make those pinpoint turns that are yes. very unhuman and very unreasonable i mean even when you're aiming your gun you're kind of like moving back and forth yeah. it, it's so real like they they wanted to make it real and i love that i love one thing Mm -hmm. that i think this game does and i didn't really notice it until a little bit later was that it it does something that no overworld game that i've ever played has done correctly it makes time a valuable resource Uh like if you if you manage to find somebody if you if you do the criminal thing if you manage to find somebody out in the middle of the road and they're completely alone and you're like oh, I can rob this sucker, like, and you rob them, and maybe they put up a little bit of a fight. Maybe you end up killing them, and you have to loot their body. By the time you're done looting them, somebody else is going to have come across you, and you're going to have to stop that witness. And if you're not careful, that thing just spirals out of control, and you're going to pay for your actions. Like, you have to know what you're doing, and you have to be good at doing it in order for you to do it well, which is, and you have to do it quickly, which is so interesting. But that's about, and, and that kind of dabbles into my last point um, that I want to bring up anyway, is the fact that not only is time being made a resource that a lot of games tend to take lightly or ignore, everything is a resource yes. in this game. And yes. everything is super important and to the point where you have to clean your gun to make mm-hmm. sure it shoots properly. You have to like maintain your horse. Your horse isn't just there. It's not, you know... And, and I, you start to slowly see more and more one-player games making these strides. Mm-hmm. But this game came out with everything. This game set the new level of where other games need to start yeah. looking at. It mm-hmm. seems because, I mean, really annoying at first. And yeah. extra and, like, not what I want. And it's like, you know, I, I was expecting GTA in the desert. But it's it's not. You do not get away with things easily in this game. You don't do anything easily in this game. Um 
which is it, fucking yeah. annoying at first. And it's so annoying how much you have to maintain and pay attention to. But it becomes like once you start to get good at it, you're like, oh, shit, I'm learning how to survive the, the wastes and or the West rather. And I, I'm I'm yeah. learning how to be a good criminal. Bad direction, north, south, east, and waste. waste. <laughs> I'm learning to be a good waste. Yeah. I I really like this idea that you guys brought up of everything being a resource because as soon as you said that, I thought your relationships with everybody in the game is a resource as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with the camp mechanics. Uh, I'm a big fan of the camp mechanics where you get to contribute to the to the gang's camp and make it better and add supplies or if you're a bad person and you don't contribute you're gonna have a rough time surviving Mm -hmm. and that's so great to me that like even just a lack of a little bit of empathy to the people you're supposed to care about Mm -hmm. means that you're losing out on something but you don't have to follow that path anyway you can do the, the criminal path which I am not doing on this playthrough. I may do in the future. Who knows? Here's the thing about Arthur Morgan. When I played the first Red Dead Redemption, you play as John Marston, and John Marston is a good boy. It, there is no two ways about it. He's a good boy. There is an honor system, and you can be a criminal if you want in that game, but it never feels right. You, you, He, he is in his own element when he is doing the honorable thing. And I feel like Arthur Morgan is the opposite. Um, Arthur Morgan is just a bad dude. Like, that that's just the vibe that I get. And whenever I do the thing, whenever I show mercy, <laughs> he it, it just feels like I'm playing against his character. But also, I don't want to drown somebody that I don't need to drown. Like, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's this really uh, uncomfortable feeling that comes yeah. from playing as Wait, him. I don't get it. Why don't you want to drown people? <laughs> I'm not a sociopath. (laughs) Okay, but Arthur is, and I just came to this realization. Because, like, he is a bad dude, but outside of, like, the main story, it's up to you to decide if you want to do good things for people. And when he's doing those good things, he sounds genuine and honest about it, for the most part. Right. And that's really unsettling to me. Yeah, (laughs) I think he genuinely cares about the people he's with. And I think he genuinely will kill people for fun outside of that. He's a bad dude. He is not good. Um, and that's just all there is to it. I don't no. know, man. Um, this game's a prequel. And I never played the first game. But I know that some of the characters from the first mm-hmm. game are here. Yes. How? And I haven't gotten far into this game either. How does this... Like, how do those character relationships and interactions compare to the first game so far, Joe? I'm curious because you've played the first one. Well, yeah, do they okay. call people dark? Do they call black people darkies? Because I've never heard that term. Before. Yeah, yeah, they did that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's know. I've never disgusting. heard the term darkies before. Well, that's good. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to add to that this. to the vocabulary. <laughs> um. So in the first game, you play as John Marston, and you, who is a member of this of Dutch's gang, and 
in the first game, you are hunting down all of the members of Duchess Gang. So, like, all of the wow. people that you're friends with in this game are, like, yeah. the big bosses in the first Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I boy. Mean, okay, that's really uh, interesting. No. You know what that means? This ends bad no matter what. Yeah, so... <laughs> that sucks. I mean, we're getting into the spoiler zone, I guess. Um, I mean, I haven't really played a whole lot of RDR2 yet, as far as the story mm-hmm. is concerned. But for the first game... At the very end of it, like the whole game is about Red Dead Redemption, like getting, getting, doing right because I've been a bad man in the past and I've been in this gang, which is the, the story element of RDR2. And so I want to kill all of these people that have done terrible things to get my redemption. And at the end of the game, Je- John dies. He gets, he gets killed as well. Yeah, um, and he plays his son, right? Right. Now, Ooh. my guess is Arthur Morgan is not in the first game. And so my guess is at the end of this game, Arthur Morgan bites it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that's going to happen. Oh my God. What if Arthur Morgan bites it and then you play as John? That would be so incredible. You know they're going to do that. Oh my anyway. God, that would be so great. <laughs> of course they're going to do that. Like, that only makes sense. Uh, Joe's like flying on the ceiling right now. Um, I finally understand how overwhelmed Joe felt when he was playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> but I like by this point in the game, I'm really enjoying all these yeah. new things that are coming into the to the gameplay. I haven't even learned how to fish yet. Me neither. Like um, Xenoblade I've Chronicles hunting. 2, this game does a terrible job at introducing new information to you. It yeah. is so bad at teaching you how to play it. Well, it just kind of puts it in the corner at random times. I, well, it I was, puts three yeah. things on the in the corner at random times at the same time, and you're supposed to learn yeah. all of these things at the same time. And also, <laughs> if you don't do it quickly enough, you're gonna die, and then you're not gonna get the tooltip again. And it's like, what the I, fuck? <laughs> I I do like that every like mission in the first one or two chapters is, hey, here's a new thing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna learn this. Well, I want to talk about their vocal interactions because that's huge. When you do the things you do. They have a different voice line depending on what happened. It's incredible. I'm assuming yeah. anyway. Yeah. Because when I let the first guy go, the other guy mentioned it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, so if I killed him, he would have asked me like what happened or just been like, uh, like, or you made shot a, him dead, like, huh? Yeah. I'd like That's to make, not what Dutch like, sounds like. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. you shot him Dutch. dead, huh? That was a good Dutch. Pretty anyway. Close. Pretty cool. A little older. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> Red Dead 1 Dutch. Yeah. I just feel like if I heard you and I heard Dutch, I wouldn't be like, oh, two Dutches? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Double Dutch, anyone? <laughs> All right. Double okay, Dutch. T. That's fine. You can stop. You can stop now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they put so much work into it. So the other thing that this game does that's real. The first like 10 hours or so just felt like utter dog shit to me. I was trying so hard to learn how to play the game. And the problem is that you're learning how to play the game during story missions. And mm-hmm. there's always some key element on a story mission that's like, like different. Like it's just like, yeah, it, cause yeah, yeah. it's, it's linked to the story. So the button that you're pressing right now will not do this for the rest of the game, but it does right now while you're learning how to play the game. So, this this culminated. I think the worst example of this was when one of the women in the camp that you uh, like in your gang finds themselves in a situation where they're like in a hotel room with a drunk guy and he's trying to take advantage of her. And you go in there to to clear it up, to to rescue her. And uh, 
you know, okay, so you're like in engaged in combat with this guy. I'm like, okay, how do you punch again? Like, um, like R2 is the shoot button, so I think it's circle when you're in a fist fight. So I don't even know what pu- button I pressed, but then I pull out a knife and stab the guy, and I'm like, what the fuck? When did I equip my knife? I don't remember doing that. So I was just constantly confused because the game is changing the rules from moment to moment about what the buttons do. For sure. So buckle your bootstraps and attach your stirrups and get on your horse. Get ready. Here we go. I want to talk about how this game tackles minorities. Okay. And the role of Native Americans in this game. Yeah. Uh, This game depicts a version of the West. It's not the American West. It's kind of an, an amalgam of, like, what the West was. Um, and also New Orleans, apparently, is there, too. And so it's not, you know, a historically accurate game, but it still de- depicts histories based off of, you know, real-life you know, real life events and things that happened. Yeah. And so... Uh, the first thought I had when, in the first chapter when I, when you finally get out of the snow, spoilers, you get out of the snow, <laughs> um, was where are the Native Americans at this point? And there's a conversation between Arthur and Hosea, who is probably one of my favorite NPCs. He's so good. I hated him uh, at first. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hosea. Uh, and they talk about how the Native Americans have been pushed into reservations, but you also see some of them on some horses looking at the, the, the gang. And so my thought was, well, so are we going to talk talk about this? Are we going to run into any Native Americans in the game? And obviously I'm still early in the game. Mm-hmm. I, and I didn't play the first game, but from what I read and recalled, it's that a, most of your interactions with Native Americans in the first one were them as enemies. Yes. Or just like minor NPCs. In the first game, they had they were members of Dutch's new gang. After this gang falls apart, um, which is mm. explained by the fact that both Dutch and the Native Americans had been forsaken by the American government. But you know, like that's a that's a mm, not not a great excuse for the reason that they're just the tougher enemies toward the end of the game. Right. Exactly. So. At this point in actual American history, at the turn of the century, when the West was in in decline, or the Wild West was in decline, sorry, uh, a lot of Native Americans were in reservations. That seems to be mostly true for this game. Uh, But I am interested in Charles... Charlie? Smith? Is that his name? I don't remember his last name, but Charlie is so good. He's he's Native, Native American and black. He's, and he's a very interesting major NPC in the gang, and I want to see what the game does with him because it. A lot of the people you see in this world are, you know, white, but also what's great about them is that they're all immigrants mm-hmm. to a degree, and you get to hear their accents and their names. Like you can clearly feel that not all of them are the standard white person, mm-hmm. you know. And I I really appreciate that because that's very true to. The, to the expansion of the West as well. There's and it would have just been so easy for them to do that, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Totally could have taken the easy way out. So I, I, as I play the game, I'm definitely going to keep playing the game. I want to see how the game deals with minorities mm-hmm. because ignoring it is just bad because that's, that's 
historical and cultural erasure, mm-hmm. but also treating them inhuman, like and putting them on reservations and as like negative characters and enemies is also bad, but also partially true to what actual history says. But it's such, uh, I'm not saying they're bad, but like it's such a sensitive topic that I want to see how Rockstar traverses that ground. Yeah, yeah. But you can already tell right out the gate that they aren't. They aren't ignoring it. They're not. They're not gonna right. act like they're not a huge part. You yeah. Know? So yeah. So so here's the thing. So far, I don't want to give RDR two too much credit, but so right. far in this game, it seems like they're they're doing a, at least a decent job at towing the line between being quote unquote historically accurate and not using that as an excuse to keep people in minorities down, especially when it comes to the women. Nobody says anything so far, disrespectful to the women in the gang for the sake of them being women. Like, they are just treated like other members of the game. I really appreciate that, yeah. Oh, I want to lighten it up a bit with two more thoughts that I had while playing this game. Uh, One of them is that there's a side mission with Charlie. Charles, I still can't remember his name. Where you go hunt bison. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to spoil what happens, but it's a very nice commentary on the decline of the bison population during this era. Oh, you mean it's not so tactlessly handled like it was in the first game where there was an achievement for killing all of the bison and eliminating them from the game? Excuse me, that was a thing? That was a thing. Oh. In the first game. Wow. Well, we're gonna... I didn't know that, which, yeah. you know, I like this. I like what happened in this game better. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, because Charlie's with you, mm-hmm. and he is Native American, and so he was taught to hunt, and he understands the land. It's a whole... I love him. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And then my last thing is about how there's just some idle chat in, in the towns, in Valentine specifically, of, of just some dudes talking about, like, why should we care about the Philippines? And in yeah. context, the Philippine-American War is happening right now. But I thought that was really cool to contextualize. Also, like, they're like, why should I care? I'm like, yeah, that is exactly exactly what people thought, yeah. too. Yeah. It's like, I'm here. I'm trying to make it out here in the West. Why should I care about some islands mm-hmm. out there? It's I'm I'm really appreciating the small smaller details that they focused on. Yeah. Um which yeah. gives me hope that they do, you know, the bigger it, topics and issues. Yeah. The justice. thing is it's still fucking Rockstar. Like this game this came from the series Grand Theft Auto where like it right. was a dick joke every but, 3 seconds and like it's it's not exactly the most wholesome of roots, but Right. So far but I've got I, a lot of hope for it. Yeah. yeah, and and also, I can't. I am. Can you imagine what the next Grand Theft Auto game is going to be like? No. It's going to be insane. I just, <laughs> I just know it. It's going to be mind boggling. It's it's going to be Grand Theft Auto, New York. It's going to it's going to be Grand Theft Auto America. Yeah, and if you're walking in New York, you can find yourself in New York in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys. This video game is about cowboys and horses and a lot of other things. But is it worth our game that has a cowboy and a horse robot and a lot of other things? That's right. Is Red Dead Redemption 2 worth your Overwatch time? Yes. Yes. I'm going to say yes. 
is worth your overwatch time. And yeah. that's saying a lot coming from me, because I don't do the one-player storyline thing. Yeah, I agree. I haven't done a lot of like single-player games recently that have really caught my attention, and this one has definitely pulled me away from Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a game that everybody will enjoy, though. Yeah, yeah, I won't say that. Um, it's not as inviting to everybody as... It's kind of like... Kind of, I guess, in the same way, kind of like Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. I don't imagine Grand Theft Auto is inviting to everybody else either. But if for the people who will enjoy something like this, you're right. going to adore it. You will love everything about it. I, let me contextualize joke. this with: I don't like the Grand Theft Auto games. Yeah. So, but I love this game. Well, I highly like this game, and I yeah. hope it does good things for me. I don't think this game is worth your Overwatch time. I banish Ooh. you to the Shadow Realm. Okay. Well, what trap card, though? I'm the trap card oh, now. Jesus. Oh, shoot. I've activated shoot, you. <laughs> but why, why don't you think it's like your Overwatch time? Yeah. It's so much. And I didn't enjoy it until I made myself get into it. I, If I hadn't had to play it as much... For the po- for this podcast that it, like I felt like I, I felt like I had to play it a lot for the podcast in order to have a productive take on it, and now that I've played it that much, like that's all I want to do right now. I want to go and play that game. I have other shit to do, and <laughs> um, and I didn't really play Overwatch at all, and I was missing it even though I just felt it's it might just be my personal connection with games like this because these overworld games with like a ton of little checklists and characters to meet and everything. They've always been a, like a, a sore spot or a, a weakness for me, I guess. Like they, they've always been the things that I have loved the most. And now that I'm into it, I really enjoy playing this game a lot. And I, well, that's not even true. I don't always enjoy it. Like I just feel compelled to play it. Like I want to play, it. I want to be spending my time doing it, but I want to be doing other things, but this is the only thing that I can drive myself to do because I'm interested in seeing, and it takes so much time invested into it to feel progress in it. Whereas, you know, Overwatch is, I can spend time with my friends. I can play it for maybe an hour and like at most and feel like I had a good time. Um, It's, it's not racist um so like it's got that going for it yeah yeah. um fair uh and it's a lot of work to play this game and it's not a lot of work to play overwatch and that's fair for that reason i don't think it's worth your overwatch time you know what's weird i got that exact same feeling every time i'm watching a new movie (laughs) (laughs) like i I know that i know it's funny but that's like a personal thing that a lot of people that i talk to can't relate to but that's why I don't watch movies. I feel like I have to dedicate so much time before I feel like I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. Mm. So like, yeah. yeah. But so I, I understand. I, I love this yeah. game to, to death, and well, that's not true. It's like I'll I'll couch it like rated. I like this game right. a lot, and I like playing it. and I'm gonna keep playing it because it's all I want to do. But I zoom a zoom 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 and a boom boom. And it and I have been playing it with my Overwatch time, but I don't think it's worth my Overwatch time. So whatever that says about me, <laughs> we can we can uh, table that. <laughs> all right. So Red Dead Redemption Two, shoot shoot 'em up, cowboy time, boom, boom bang, stir up in your soup. What's next That's episode's disgusting. game? 
next episode's game is Soul Calibur 6. Oh, dang. Uh, and it just came out um, recently, October 19th. And we're gonna play this fight game that I've never been interested in this series. That's a lie. I've been interested in this series, but I've never played a game from it. So here we go. I can't wait for that Terrence, episode. Terrence, what's uh, the challenge for next time? Well, I just want to say really quickly, uh, fighting games mm-hmm. are my thing, so I'll be talking a lot. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, our <laughs> next week's challenge is boop. Um which, you know, if you play Overwatch, you, you understand what that means. You're falling to your inevitable death. This this list includes Lucio, Winston, Roadhog, Farah, Orisa. And these characters all have a fairly easy access to a move that could cause a an enemy to be pushed off or dragged off of uh to their to their doom. And um off the stage to their doom. So uh, basically, we're going to use each of those and try to get at least three environmental kills in one game. And that involves quick play and uh, competitive. Mm-hmm. So this should be fun. This should give us a look on how every character utilizes their... their utilizes a, a, a one-hit kill, for lack of a better term. Because, yeah. I mean, that those are pretty important in Overwatch, and not everybody has that. So, yeah. What do you guys think? I'm looking forward to it. I'm worried about Winston. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really been the biggest environmental kill kid, so we'll see how this goes. I mean, that makes sense. None of the characters we named are really a main of yours, you know? So I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So with all that said, thank you so much for listening. Um, why don't you say hi to us? You know, show a little love. Say hey. We'll, we'll say hey back. We'll, we'll like we'll like your tweet even or whatever. Speak um, to yourself. I'll say it now. Hey. Uh, hey. What's up? Hey. Hey. Say hey. How hey. you doing? Hey, baby. Okay, no. <laughs> hey. Sorry, I've got the under the blanket energy and my <laughs> brain is melting. Um, so you should send us a game that you want to hear about or uh, some other Overwatch challenge for us to do and we'll do it. I, I swear, as long as it's not too silly. Well, probably even well, a silly one. Um, you can reach us at on Twitter at OverwitchCast, or you can send an email to OverwitchPodcast at gmail.com. And while you're at it, you should also check out all of the other amazing shows on the Lunar Light Studio Network. Um, they're all part of our podcast family, and they're all wonderful. This week, I'm going to specifically mention that you should check out the Good Boys Girls. You, It's a great way for you to get to know the people that started this whole network and let them guide you through all of the McElroy content on the internet. Um, and if you don't know what that means, then listen to the Good Boys Girls and they'll let you know. <laughs> so thank yeah. you all so much for listening. This has been Overwitch. Egg salad's not actually salad. And remember, you're better than us. <laughs> <laughs>